Welcome to my show, Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian leaders and interesting allies that I meet in my life. Today, I have with me Jay Polaki. Jay, who's joining us from Maryland. Hi, Jay. How are you doing? Hi, Priyanka. Very nice to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm honored and excited to be here today. Thank you, Jay. So Jay is a HR technology and management professional. She's the founder of HR Geckos. We'll learn a little bit more about what it is all about. And Jay has spent the last two decades in several leadership positions across industries, and she impacts HR functions and uh, is an amazing profession to get to know. She handles clients internationally across all HR Gecko markets, and she has a fun side to herself as well. She loves to write, grow tomatoes, cook, as well as solve crosswords. So definitely a fabulous person to get to know. And Jay is also a member of the Forbes HR Council and produces valuable insights to the HR community. So Jay, welcome to the show and we're really excited to be here today. Thank you, Priyanka. Thank you for that gracious introduction. And I am really thrilled to share, uh, you know, the professional and personal side of me. Happy to be on a show called Curry Up Startup because I love cooking. So there you Absolutely. go. Thank you, Jay. And for our listeners out here, so what are the top three things you're going to learn in our podcast today is one, you know, as a candidate who's looking for opportunities, given the current, uh, you know, global pandemic situation, Jay is going to talk to us about the top three traits that an HR professional looks for every candidate. HR professional looks in every candidate. And two, if you're an organization, you know, how do you do digital transformation of your HR so you can be more efficient? And three, get to know the personal side of Jay, you know, how she's traversed from growing up in Vizag, the southern part of India, all the way to the United States and how she has positioned herself as an entrepreneur. Definitely a lot of wisdom that can be learned from her legacy as well. So Jay, are you excited to get started? Of course, yes, let's go. All right, so Jay, I'm gonna go back to your childhood. You grew up in Vizag, which is a coastal city in the southern part of India. But I know you have roots in Burma and you've traveled a lot in your life experiences. So tell us a little bit more about your childhood experiences and how it has shaped you as a person. Perfect. Well, um, again, thank you for having me on the show. I'm really delighted to be here and share my personal journey. Um, I grew up in Vizag, also known as Vishakhapatnam, uh, which is along the southeast uh, coast of India, along the Bay of Bengal. It, well, while I was growing up, um, it was a sleepy little town, but had all the bangs and bells and whistles of a big city in India. Um, it, you know, it was along a beach, so you can expect all the different um, vibes that go with a beach city. Um, but also at the same time, it was a very quiet city and very vibrant because of uh, the university that was there, uh, Andhra University, which is one of the largest universities in India. Um, and also because the Eastern Naval Command uh, was headquartered in Vishakhapatnam. So we had a, a very cosmopolitan um, atmosphere and ambiance. 
Um, it was also, it's also one of the largest natural harbors in the world. So we had a lot of different ships come. Um, you know, the, it was the port of call for a number of different cruise uh, ships as well as uh, freight uh, liners. Um, so we had, we had quite an experience growing up. Um, uh, again, um, you know, my paternal side of the family lived in Burma for a long time. My grandparents lived there for a long time before they emigrated back to the back to India after the military junta took over in Burma. So I have a lot of um, Indo-Burmese <laughs> cuisine connections as well as familial connections uh, to Burma. And my mom grew up in uh, the northern part of India in Bihar and Bengal. Um, so I have a lot of those uh, connections as well. So, you know, all of this is woven into my experiences growing up in India. And then when I immigrated to the United States 20 years ago, of course, I brought all of that along with me <laughs> in my two suitcases. Um, and uh, uh, my experience so far in America has been so fruitful. Um, like I said, yesterday was India's Independence Day and I, I actually noted this on one of my posts on social media that I'm so fortunate to be able to live and work in two different countries, uh, India of my birth and America of my dreams. So I'm, I'm really thankful for my life's journey so far. Jay, you're a classic example of how do you assimilate two different cultures, two different countries, and still stay very authentic to who you are. So, uh, you know, that's, that's something that uh, is always fabulous to listen uh, from an immigrant. So thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that. Now tell us this, uh, Jay, you've been a member of the Forbes HR Council, and one of your recent article was about how organizations have to go beyond equal employment opportunity. You know, given mm -hmm. these tough times, diversity and inclusion is something that everybody talks about. But what can organizations do apart from just paying lip service to these terms? I like the term lip service that you just used because that's what I feel most organizations have been doing for a very long time, not just in America, but the world over. Um, and I'm fortunate to live and work in America because we have so many different laws that uphold the rights of every single citizen at work and outside of work. And so equity in the workplace is protected uh, a lot here in America, much more and upheld a lot more, much more than any part of the world. Um, in spite of that, there are lots of inequities that happen. Um, and so uh, in my recent uh, article uh, on Forbes that I contributed to, um, you know, we suggested that for organizations to go beyond that equal employment opportunity policy, you really need to focus on building a culture of equity. Um, how are you having these conversations at work? You know, who are you bringing to the table? Um, are you, uh, you know, instilling this culture throughout every rung of your organization? Or is it just, you know, the, the top rung of your management that's talking about this? Um, do employees feel be they belong to the organization? How are you uh, instilling this within your organization and weaving it into the fabric of your organization? Because, um, you know, unless you actively invite and actively have people participate in a conversation such as this, which is a difficult conversation to have uh, at work, outside of work, <laughs> anywhere. It's a difficult conversation to have. But how are you, um, you know, making sure that you are definitely having this authentic conversation and authentic is the key there, you know? Is it a genuine conversation where people feel they belong? So that That's is very true. 
That's very true, uh, Jay. Um, you know, you need to have your core values of your organization really align with what diversity and inclusion means in practice. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges organizations have between strategizing and actually implementing what they mean. Uh, now, tell us about the, the, tell us about the role of technology in HR transformation because everybody talks about leveraging technology and digital transformation. Uh-huh. What is your take on digital transformation in HR and the impact it could create? Well, you know, I've always envisioned HR as the fulcrum of an organization's success strategy. You know, in order for an organization to be um, successful, we need to be agile in designing, understanding, and improving the human experience at work. You know, how do we uh, interact with our employee populations? That has always been at the forefront of my work as an HR professional for the past 20 years. And I really wanted to um, do something in transforming how HR interacts with the workforce. And that's why I built this platform called HR Solve, which is a virtual uh, service center that leverages artificial intelligence, machine learning, and all the new technologies out there that are available to us to use um, to make that human connection more lasting, more impactful. Um, HR, as you know, has been an organization or a department um, that has often been the neglected um, stepchild, <laughs> always. Uh, you know, we, ha- we lack resources. We have lots of stellar professionals in our departments. I mean, they are phenomenal people who have great expertise and insights into how we can make this function the best uh, for the organization and how we can be that partner, that business partner. Because we work with people, you know, we people are the core of any business and we are the department, I think that works uh, for the most part than any other department with people. And if we are not keeping up with the digital transformations that are happening outside uh, of our department as well as outside of the workplace, I think we'll be, um, you know, definitely not having an impact in the business because after all, you know, if a person outside of work is able to do things at the click of a button, <laughs> they want that same experience brought to their interactions at work. And they interact very much with the HR department more than any other department in the organization. So uh, for us as an HR organization to pivot uh, and pivot fast because of this pandemic <laughs> is imperative and vital to, I think, being successful uh, at, the, at the table, being that successful C-suite partner at the table um, going forth and now and in the future of work. And HR can no longer operate in a silo. I think that's the biggest message that I'm hearing from you. It has to be mm-hmm. part of the rest of the organization in terms of uh, incorporating uh, the technological leverage that the rest of the organization is using. Mm-hmm. So it's time yep. for all organizations to really delve deep into the weeds and put these plans into action. Oh, definitely. And and because of the pandemic, there's been this huge shift to automation. You know, we're seeing it in our personal lives. People who hated technology, like my dad, <laughs> has taken up all of this digital stuff because there's no other way to go about work than, you know, transact, um, you know, learn about LinkedIn live stream, Facebook live stream, even to talk with your family and uh, friends and, uh, you know, engage in social activities. So that 
all of these colleagues of ours who were averse to any kind of digital, um, you know, um, activity have become more, um, I think, um, divest, uh, interested in um, doing things online because they have no other choice, you know. So definitely the pandemic helped them uh, uh, practice more <laughs> and, and uh, you know, bring those skills to the fore that they've suppressed for so long. <laughs> I hear you on that because there's no plan B, right? This is the only way to survive and people are adapting to the changing times. Yes, absolutely. Now tell us this, Jay, as a seasoned HR professional, what are the top three things that you look for in every candidate? Um, well, I'm, you know, I'm an IO psychologist by profession. And so I always rely on a job analysis to pick the top uh, traits for any particular job. But generally speaking, I definitely think having a positive work attitude is very important for any type of work, any position in an organization. You know, how, how well um, do you uh, work with the team members? How well do you work with the, the, the management? How well do you work with folks outside your department? What kind of attitude do you bring to work every day? Um, and the, the second mo most thing that is very relevant today is uh, how motivated are you to learn? You know, are you a self-learner? Uh, what, what motivates you to keep learning? Uh, with, with all of this going on around us, you, you'll notice that if you are not learning, you're not going to make it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's constant learning that's going to keep you going. Um, you know, you have to adapt yourself to new ways of work constantly. And the pandemic has shown, shown us that that's the only way to do it. And also, a, you know, work ethic. It's very important how, how um, you know, how do you work how do you bring your whole self to work and how do you make sure that you are contributing to not just your department, but to the entire organization? Um, what are you bringing to work uh, and what is your work ethic? So I would definitely think these are three top um, traits that I would look for in a candidate. Thank you. And having a holistic approach when you hire a candidate, I think that's very crucial. Now you have an interesting fact about you. So you majored in industrial and organizational psychology. What made you choose this path and how did you end up being an HR professional? Well, um, I have always been an in very interested in what makes a business tick. You know, uh, growing up, uh, one of uh, my majors um, for my um, UPSC exam was psychology. So you wrote civils? Yeah, well, yes. So oh I always was, uh, you know, very interested in being part of the Indian Administrative Service. And, uh, you know, for folks who don't know what that is, it's a civil service in India, uh, unlike the US, <laughs> it's a permanent civil service, and you have to appear for sets of exams and interviews to, to clear the exams, which are very tough. Um, and so when I chose IO psychology and psychology as my major and, and my plans to write the civil services exam, um, you know, were seeded <laughs> very early on. I was in fourth grade when I decided I wanted to be an IS officer. Um, you know, public service is in my family and uh, I think that's part of my DNA too. So 
Um, and then when I chose IOPsych, definitely, you know, it lent, lends itself not just to the workplace, but um, anywhere you are, um, you know, interacting with individuals and working with individuals. And so um, it definitely helped me a lot in my uh, career path. And, uh, and then, of course, the transition to human resources, which was, uh, again, a very colorful path <laughs> to HR. Uh, when I came uh, to America as a student and, um, you know, graduated from Southern Illinois University with a master's in IO psych, uh, I had a very um, interesting path to graduate from IO psych and transition into HR departments in organizations. Um, and I can speak more about that. Absolutely. So, yeah. So tell us about the idea of HR geckos. What is it about? And tell us about, you know, a, a day at HR geckos. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for, you know, focusing on HR geckos during this podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, as I mentioned, I've always uh, seen HR as the fulcrum of an organization's success story. Um, the and I believe that um, HR can transform an organization's success story in more ways than one. So HR Geckos, true to our name, um, transforms HR departments within organizations by leveraging technology um, and helping your employees um, connect with you in more meaningful and uh, satisfying ways. So it definitely creates that, uh, that sense of belongingness that we spoke to earlier definitely speaks to that and we are using technology to bring that to the fore and and uh, make it happen in organizations that's amazing uh, as an entrepreneur have you ever had a low moment in your career so far as an entrepreneur no definitely not <laughs> Uh, for the past three, two years, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur has been one of the most fulfilling um, um, parts of my career, um, phases of my career. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. <laughs> and so it's uh, very interesting for me to put all the experiential learning from both my family and my own learning into practice as an entrepreneur. And, um, you know, it, we've had successes on different continents, uh, on different, uh, uh, in different industries and my family. And so bringing all of that experiential learning also to my, um, you know, entrepreneurial journey here in, in America has just been very exciting. I'm super thrilled that I took this step and uh, there's no looking back. That's wonderful. You know, this is an amazing story, Jay, because personally, I think as Asians, we know the path towards success is either, uh, you know, you become a doctor or an engineer, but somebody who majored in psychology and then transitioned into HR, I think that's just a, a different path. And it goes to say that you choose a path with passion and then that would eventually lead to success. So congratulations on you know, a well-designed path, I should definitely say. Thank you. So um, as I mentioned, you're part of the Forbes HR Council. Uh, for, for the past few months. Tell us about your role at the Forbes HR Council and what's something that you're most proud about being part of that group? Um, so the Forbes HR Council is a uh, membership only uh, council that 
Forbes, um, which is one of the most, uh, I think, um, sought after publication for people in the professional field um, runs. Uh, and uh, I was accepted into the Forbes HR Council in December of 2019. And since then, I've um, had a very, um, you know, fruitful and insightful uh, experience being a member of the council. I learn every day from each and every member of the council. There, um, there are so many experienced and expert members of the HR council um, that I get to um, work with. Uh, we have sets of expert panels that we are invited to to share and share our insights. And then what Forbes does is it picks the most um, I think the most uh, insightful um, bits of advice that we provide and puts together articles and publishes it. Um, so in providing those insights, I've learned from my, um, you know, colleagues on the council, um, how they, you know, think about HR and how they impact the HR functions in their companies. Um, so that learning journey has just been um, super, super, um, you know, uh, very um, satisfying and um, I'm, I'm, I'm a super learner. I learn a lot, I read a lot, I'm always looking to learn. And so learning for me in different um, forms is very essential as an entrepreneur and a professional in human resources. And the insights that I get from my colleagues on the Forbes HR Council are just awesome. So it's just been a very enriching journey, I should say. That's pretty amazing to hear. So what is one legacy that you want to leave for yourself, Jay? <laughs> well, I've always um, strived to build a community around me, uh, a tribe, so to speak. And um, you already know this, but um, you know, in 2016, I started the Global Indian Professional Network. Uh, it's a network, it's a nonprofit organization where I um, bring my expertise and expertise from people in my network uh, to help individuals with their professional development and their business success stories. Um, so, you know, to me, building a community and being helpful to at least one individual and impacting the career success story of at least one individual uh, is very fulfilling. And, and that is a legacy that, uh, you know, I've started working towards and I hope to carry forth because that's what my grandfather did when he was in Burma and my what my father did and does in India now and so I'm in America so I brought that with me to America and I want to give back to the community even though we are called Global Indian Professional Network you know everyone from any uh, any nationality any region is welcome to join us and there are many from different parts of the world in our network uh, that we learn and grow with each and every day. So that's been uh, something that I've endeavored to um, start and uh, continue through the rest of my life. You know, it's pretty amazing the entrepreneurial values that your forefathers have instilled in you. And that's something that you continue to nurture even when you're on the other side of the world. So kudos <laughs> to you on, uh, you know, helping others succeed. I think that's something that we always need. 
Thank you. I, I, I think it's very important, you know, when you're professionals um, and you're continuously going from that nine to five every day, you tend to forget uh, uh, giving back, which is very important. Um, and I know a lot of people in my network never think of it in that way. Uh, and so I, I try to, you know, put that forth and say, hey, we do have to give back to the communities we live in and work in. And it's very important to our journey, just our life's journey. You know, how, how do, what is the legacy that we're gonna leave behind? Like you asked, uh, we should be asking ourselves that almost every single day, if, if we want to make an impact and leave a meaningful impression in the world we live in. Yeah, and most of us are focused on automating our day, right? You know, as you mentioned, the nine to five and just get along for the day, but taking a moment to reflect on who we are and what we do is something that not a lot of us take the time to do. But it's great for me being on the podcast, like when I meet guests like you, Jay, you know, it helps me reflect on what's a legacy that you want to leave for yourself. So thank you for sharing that part of it. So we have a fun rapid fire round for you. Are you ready? <laughs> sure. I am excited about this rapid fire. I don't know if I'll have all the answers, but let's go. Hey, we'll make it interesting. And, you know, speaking with an HR professional, right? Usually the candidate is on the other side of the hot seat. But today I get the privilege of asking Jay a lot of interesting questions. <laughs> sure. All right, go ahead. So Jay, you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following. Role model? Many. Uh, my grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles. Um, but specifically outside of my family, Indra Nui. And uh, definitely, um, you know, there is another writer called Chimamanda Ngochi Adichie. She's a Nigerian writer, but she's a Nigerian-American. And the Obamas, both Michelle and um, Barack Obama, they're definitely big role models for me. That's awesome. And Indra Nui is my role model too. So we align <laughs> in our inspirations. Perfect. One thing you would like to change in your life? I wouldn't change anything, nothing. I'm super, super satisfied with everything that I've had and my journey so far. Nothing I would change. I'm so glad you're content with what you have. I think that's one of the you know, unique traits that all of us have to inculcate in us. Um, what is your native language and one word to describe yourself in it? So, so my native language is actually Telugu, uh, but I grew up in a very cosmopolitan um, atmosphere. Um, so Hindi is what I consider my native tongue. And in Hindi, which is also the national language of India, one word that I would use to describe myself is Roshni, which means light. Let there be light, wherever Jay goes. <laughs> So, yeah. Thank you. Well, I, I, I think of light in the nursery rhyme I learned in kindergarten. Um, you know, that little uh, nursery rhyme, hide it under the bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine all the time. Uh, I learned that I went to a Catholic um, missionary school, a timpani in Vishakhapatnam. Um, I think it was more Protestant or Catholic, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so I learned a lot of these nursery rhymes and that nursery rhyme stuck with me for a long time. And when I think of myself, that's how I am. I'm not going to let my, um, hide my light under a bushel. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. And I'm so glad we could make Jay sing on our podcast. So that's like the, the first time it ever happened. So thank you for that. 
So one final question to you, Jay, what does success mean to you? Um, perseverance and hard work. Uh, never give up, ever. And don't let anyone tell you that you're not good enough, ever. Thank you. Um, you know, that's something that each one of us um, have to feel. You deserve the best. And sometimes minus setbacks need to be seen as pivoting moments rather than failures. And I think in tough times, everybody's going through, you know, a lot of struggles and challenges. But as you mentioned, Jay, um, you know, just moving ahead and not letting negativity sink into you. I think that's the best message that all of us can get. Thank you so much, Jay. Do you have any parting thoughts before we wrap up our show today? Well, all I want to say is uh, keep doing what you're doing and never give up. Uh, you know, shine your light no matter what, because every light is important and it has to be shown. Even if you think your light is not bright enough, please shine it because it will throw uh, a light into the darkness for someone that you do not know. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Never give up. Well, never give up. Um, I think that's a... Uh, that's a very nice way to wrap up our Career Startup podcast for the day. So thank you, Jay. So that was Jay Palaki, talented, seasoned HR management professional, founder of HR Geckos and uh, member of the Forbes HR Council. You know, Jay, the top three takeaways that I've learned from you and so do our listeners would be, you know, one is, as you mentioned, never give up in life. Always focus on what best you can do. And two, it's about, you know, digital transformation, how HR department needs to be part of the overall uh, transformation in terms of leveraging technology. And three, it's about diversity and inclusion should be part of the culture and not just a lip service just to get ahead of the game. Uh, thank you so much for your wonderful wisdom and also um, you know, sharing the humane side of you about your entrepreneurial mindset and how success is being content with what you have, as well as the legacy of uh, you know, helping others succeed. So those are very crucial ones. And uh, thank you so much for being part of the show. Of course. And thank you for having me. It's just been wonderful uh, to talk to you and uh, reflect on my journey so far. So thank you for the opportunity. And I wish you all the success. Thank you, Jay Palaki. So that was Jay Palaki. Um, and uh, I hope everybody gets enlightened by her wisdom and never give up. That's the best attitude that I think has set the tone for the day for a lot of us here. Until another episode with another interesting guest, this is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off from Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian leaders and interesting allies that I meet in my life. Thank you.